Today's podcast is sponsored by OMI, the company that makes CRM work. And my guest is Peter Duflo, the managing partner for Strategic Ventures. For the past 14 years, Peter has been leading executive searches for MSPs throughout North America. These companies and their investors engage Peter to help them hire key MSP leadership, such as CEOs, presidents, COOs, you know, you get it, the C-suite. And he's going to talk about various strategies that smaller MSPs can use in order to scale up and become highly valued acquisition targets. So Peter, you are in kind of a specialized line of work here. Tell me how you got into, got into it in the first place. Okay, great, great. Hi, George, and thanks for the introduction. Well, I didn't start my career in executive search. Instead, I spent the early part of my career scaling to IT services companies, much like our audience today. One was ultimately sold to a private equity firm, and the other I sold to a public company. After going through the second sale, um, I decided to transition into providing M&A advisory services because I wanted to help other founders like myself uh, enjoy the benefits of selling their companies to monetize their hard work. So after helping the owners of uh, uh, many companies uh, sell, I was retained by Pricewaterhouse, or what we know as PwC these days, to help them acquire an IT services company. I managed that M&A process and successfully wrapped up the acquisition for them <clears throat> just as Wall Street was collapsing in 2008. Oh yeah, that was kind of a kind of a crazy time to be alive. Um. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. And I was in a boardroom at PwC in Manhattan and said to the head of M&A, Steve, I don't know what I'm going to do now as M&A advisory opportunities going forward look like they're just going to be limited to selling collapsing IT services companies. And that doesn't seem like a lot of fun. In reply, Steve said to me, hey, you seem to know everyone in the IT services sector and PwC is looking to hire practice leaders to rebuild the IT services division we had previously divested to IBM five years ago. Why don't we retain your firm to help us find you know, leaders to rebuild that IT services division? So that's when I transitioned from providing M&A consulting over to providing executive search consulting. PwC ended up being my first client. And when those search assignments wrapped up, I shifted over to providing executive executive search services to the smaller IT services companies that I helped build, ones in the $5 million to $250 million revenue range, George. Oh, thanks, Peter. Um, so how do smaller MSPs scale up and, and sort of become, you know, acquisition targets? Yeah, well, today in today's economy, there's there's three challenges smaller MSPs need to overcome in order to, to scale into highly valued M&A acquisition targets. One, they need to build like effective sales teams. <clears throat> Two, they need to hire enough technical resources. And three, they need to quickly expand through acquisitions. Those are the three mean challenges today um, to scale up into to bigger MSPs. Could you uh, could you dive into that a little more? And you know what are what are some of the the challenges I guess that that smaller MSPs have? Um, you know when they when they're trying to build an effective sales team. Yeah, well, let me start by saying founders who can build MSPs are truly amazing people because getting one of these MSPs off the ground and established can be very difficult. Uh, however, at the risk of ruffling some feathers of perhaps some of our listeners, 
Uh, I need to point out smaller MSPs often have difficulty building sales teams because many of them are founded by engineers. And these engineers usually know how to hire and lead great technical teams, but they frequently hire very weak salespeople. Now, now why is that? Well, it, it's really simple. Would you want a VP of sales to hire and lead an MSP's technical team? No, of course not. It might very well end in disaster. Using the same logic, the typical engineering founders of MSPs often tell me they lack the ability to hire the right salespeople. One uh, engineering-driven MSP founder I spoke to a few weeks ago told me that he hired four sales leaders over the past three years, and they all flamed out. And what did those mishires cost this company? They cost them a lot. So if this is a pattern that you're seeing sort of over and over in your field, how how do how do the people who do it right and sort of break break that mold? How do they how do they do that? Well, um, I would first suggest the founders of these companies personally handle the sales, regardless of their gifting, uh, until they fully establish the company. If it's a new MSP, um, <clears throat> they may also think about engage an MSP specific marketing firm like Robin Robbins. Um, who has a technology marketing toolkit, which does a great job of helping smaller MSPs build a predictable flow of sales leads to drive their new logo sales. Well, when the MSP grows to around 5 million in revenues, they're ready to hire a, an executive per, uh, search professional like me to help them hire a proven VP of sales. Usually they should consider first hiring a player coach sales leader from the MSP industry who can both sell new deals while building a successful sales team. When the MSPs hire these types of gifted leaders, they often start growing at over 25% year, year over year uh, within, within 12 to 18 months. Then when the MSP grows past 20 to 25 million in revenues, they often engage me to help them hire a chief revenue officer to maintain the rapid revenue growth. So can you take me through the differences there? Um, why would someone consider uh, hiring a VP of sales versus a, you know, a CRO? Well, that's a great question, George. At an MSP, the VP of sales job is usually focused on just building a sales team to drive new customer sales or logos. <clears throat> As mentioned, this role is usually added once an MSP is over 5 million. On the other hand, the CRO is responsible for all processes that generate revenue for an MSP. This usually includes sales, marketing, customer success, pricing, customer contracts. As a result, the VP of sales and marketing and customer success, those leaders usually report up to the CRO. Again, the MSP usually hires a CRO only after the revenues have exceeded 20 or 25 million. And how, do, how does the compensation differ for those two roles? Uh, another good question. Um, well, the compensation for these two roles, of course, is subject to the size, maturity, and geographic location of the MSP. For instance, a $100 million MSP in Metro New York pays its executives much more usually than a $5 million MSP in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. For VPs of sales, I often see my MSP clients offering salaries that range from one seventy-five to two hundred twenty-five thousand, plus an opportunity to earn up to or 
or more than an equal amount in commission, plus an additional opportunity to earn equity based on their performance. And that's a key point. As I suggest to most smaller MSPs, uh, I suggest them don't immediately grant equity to a VP of sales, but rather tie the equity grant to achievement of sales targets. And these sales targets can be tied <clears throat> to uh, achieving annual sales or gross margin uh, targets yearly over a four to five year period. For CROs, chief revenue officers, I see clients offering salaries in the 225 to 275 range, plus an opportunity to earn 100, 250,000 in bonuses. And, and they're a little different. Um, they're usually granted a certain amount of equity based on performance or tenure. And that equity also has a four to five year vesting period. All right. So we've talked about how smaller MSPs need to, you know, sort of beef up their, their sales operations in order to grow, you know, and, and part of the challenge there was that engineers are necess not necessarily great at hiring salespeople, but I presume they are better at hiring engineers. Can you talk to me about, uh, you know, how MSPs go about hiring, you know, the technical, technical roles that they need to, to succeed? Sure. Um, Many MSPs find it challenging to hire enough technical staff these days. That's no secret to your listeners. And here are seven tips that I see my clients using to address, you know, the demand, strong demand for technical resources. The first tip is potentially embracing a remote workforce. Many smaller MSPs have been built at a local office and their workforce is from that same geographic area. And the idea of remote employees seems at odds with the tight face-to-face -face teamwork that's contributed to making their company successful. However, it's Bob Dylan saying, the times are changing, boy, are they. For many MSPs, there are no longer enough local candidates to meet their increased hiring needs in the current economic climate. Companies willing to embrace remote workers of all levels often gain a competitive edge when they start sourcing their candidates from other areas of North America and, in that, and further on from Latin American countries that have similar time zones, uh, maybe like Costa Rica. And many of my MSP clients also source candidates from Europe and Asia, you know, in particular India and the Philippines. The second tip, George, is to consider cross-training uh, your listeners' existing technical staff to fill no, new technical roles in the MSPs. Existing employees have a leg up on, learn, on the learning curve by already understanding their MSP operations, the service models being used, team members, and the customers. Most importantly, they're a known commodity that have already proven that they fit within the company's unique culture, and culture fit is always so important. These existing employees are often worth the additional investment necessary to train them on new technologies. This is a challenge these employees usually embrace because it's a way for them to enhance their job satisfaction, employment security, and their careers. Now, the third tip for finding technical resources, third tip is uh, to make sure your candidate referral bonuses that you offer to your existing employees are large enough. Many MSPs offer their employees bonuses for referring candidates which they hire. However, many of these companies could benefit from dramatically increasing the amount of these bonuses. 
This is because your employees are often a great source of candidates. Uh, why is it that a company, an MSP, will offer its employees just a few hundred or a few thousand dollars to incent them to produce candidate referrals? But when no flow of candidates materialize, they often turn around and pay a recruiting firm a much larger amount to find these candidates. Your listeners should consider offering their employees much larger candidate referral incentives because these employees have a personal network of like-minded technologists who they know in many, time, in many cases working at other companies. And the employees' social networks today often reach out to a large universe of potential candidates. <clears throat> so that's the third tip. The fourth tip is improving compensation. Now I can hear some of our listeners going, ah, yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's important. Many of the MSPs which are struggling to hire resources have been frankly slow to recognize the tightness of the tech labor market and how uh, recent inflation has eroded their employees' earning power. The MSPs that have accepted and adapted to the new compensation reality are the ones who are finding it much easier to hire the technical resources. Uh, to hire these resources, uh, MSPs must offer their candidates a competitive comp package. And the most appealing packages are those that, off, that often include greater uh, employer contribution to healthcare premiums and some type of profit sharing or even equity participation. I was recently speaking uh, with two technologists working at smaller IT services companies. And in both cases, the employers covered uh, the majority of their healthcare premiums, and they also participated in equity. I think the, the premium one employee was paying for healthcare was $150 a month. Um, so the fifth tip for presenting how your MSP is actually uh, fifth tip for recruiting technical resources for your MSP is presenting how your company is helping our society. For instance, one of my clients serves the healthcare industry, and they present how their services are contributing to improved people's health. It's very common for millennials and other recent generations to really want to feel they are working at a job that's contributing something to society. A relative of mine in his early 30s who's a technologist recently declined two enticing job opportunities because, because he couldn't see how working at those companies would be doing something valuable for society. He ended up accepting a position from a company delivering healthcare services to an underserved portion of the U.S. population. And I'm seeing that more and more. My clients are positioning their companies, companies as doing something meaningful for society. I just had a new, a new client this week to bring in a COO to an MSP. And uh, that's very much part of how they position their company. The sixth step is increasing the velocity of the recruitment process. Unfortunately, too many MSPs fail to understand their Banton Death March interview process, which once worked very well, is now a real handicap in this hot labor market. Uh, the companies that are successfully hiring enough tech employees are often those who have figured out how to condense a comprehensive interview process and get a candidate off to an offer stage in less than 10 days. And I'll repeat that, in less than 10 days. Now, to be very clear, I am not suggesting cutting corners on the candidate interview process. Instead, 
I'm saying successful MSPs are finding ways to increase the velocity of the candidate interview process as they recognize that the tortoises are no longer winning out against the hares. All right. You have given us six of your seven tips. I, I just, I know that everyone is waiting to hear the seventh. Uh, let's, let's just imagine that, um, you know, this MSP, this, 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 uh, you know, this, this client of yours has tried all of this stuff. They've, you know, they've got a remote workforce, they're cross-training staff there, you know, they've, they've, sent referral bonuses to the moon, they're improving compensation, you know, all, all, everything you just mentioned, what is the last thing they can try? <laughs> None of that is, is moving the needle for them. Okay, sure. Uh, well, the seventh and final tip is to engage a recruiting firm that specializes in filling technical roles for MSPs. Now, since I only lead executive searches at the upper CXO and VP level, I can't help with these lower level hiring needs. But if your listeners contact me, I can point them to uh, recruiting firms that specialize in filling both uh, lower level tech and sales roles, sales rep roles for MSPs. You know, that, that seems like a, a pretty good hack if, uh, if, if all of the above did not work. Um, all right, so, so we talked about the challenges of hiring a sales force, the challenge of hiring uh, your engineering team. Um, let's talk about the third and final challenge that, you know, smaller MSPs tend to face, um, which is, uh, you know, for them to, to make M&A acquisitions, um, of other MSPs so they can, you know, gobble them up and, and grow into a highly valued acquisition target themselves. Yes. Um, well, sometimes founders of MSPs think they have to wait until they're large enough to raise investment funds on a favorable valuation basis before they're ready to make an acquisition, George. I think that approach can be risky because the current strong demand for MSP services will eventually cool off, all economic cycles do, and the resulting lower industry growth forecast will eventually depress their MSP's valuation. I believe MSP founders are better off leveraging cash flow or a piece of equity now to acquire smaller MSPs to quickly scale up is the right strategy. Um, they do this with the understanding that the valuation of the remaining equity will grow with the larger size of their MSP with the addition of acquisitions. And this is because multiples, uh, this, <laughs> this is because of the multiple of EBITDA that private equity firms and strate strategic buyers use to value MSPs increases as the MSP grows in size. For instance, today an MSP generating 5 million in revenues may be valued at an EBITDA multiple of five to six, while an MSP generating 10 million in revenues may uh, be valued at an EBITDA multiple of seven to eight while an MSP generating 20 million in revenues may be valued at an EBA multiple of eight to 10, and an MSP generating 80 or 100 million in revenues may be valued at an EBITDA multiple of 14. Of course, this valuation multiple also depends on many things such as the market focus of the MSP, the size of their customer base, the terms of their contracts with customers, their average MRR per client, their gross service margin, their service level agreement times, the amount of churn 
they're having in their <clears throat> customer base and any potential threats of litigation. Finally, most importantly, the experience of the executive team and the pipeline of the sales organization will have also a significant impact on the valuation of that MSP. And so the, the ones that you've seen that, that are successful, how are they identifying targets? Well, <laughs> George, you put your finger on the most difficult part. Having done it myself earlier in my career, um, to find targets for them to acquire, um, I suggest they start by asking their contacts at their technology partners for referrals. You know, if they're a Microsoft partner, ask the Microsoft reps, say, hey, listen, I want to grow larger and I want to make some acquisitions. Can you refer me to or suggest a few companies that are also Microsoft partners I should reach out to? Because it's in the best interest of these tech partners like ConnectWise, Dato, Microsoft, Amazon, and others to have their MSP customers growing as fast as possible. Additionally, our listeners, they can reach out to their smaller local MSP competitors to see if the founders are interested in merging their resources. Uh, also, you can contact me and I'll be happy to introduce any of your listeners to m advisors who specialize in helping MSPs find acquisition targets. All right. Well, Peter, thank you for sharing all of this today. We've talked about building effective sales teams. We've talked about hiring, you know, your, your technical, your technical teams. Um, and you know, the, 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 some of the difficulties of, of and opportunities of expanding through acquisitions. I wonder if you could just wrap up for today and, and, you know, mention anything that, that you might have as a sort of a parting thought and maybe also tell people how they can learn more about what you do and, and, um, you know, anything else that they, you'd like them to know. Sure. Sure. Well, I appreciate the opportunity um, to speak on Brad Banyan's popular podcast. Uh, again, I just specialize in leading high-level CXO and VP-level searches for MSPs. But I'm very well-networked in the MSP world, having been here for literally decades now. And I'm in a good position to refer your listeners to specialized MSP technical and sales rep recruiting firms if you need referrals to firms like that. I can also refer them to good M&A target acquisition firms. I know um, sometimes finding both recruiting and these M&A firms that just specialize in the MSP world can be difficult for them because frankly, there aren't that many. Uh, but so if anyone has questions regarding these three growth strategies that I discussed um, or, or need to be pointed in the right direction, or if you need a CXO or a VP for your MSP, um, you can find my contact information. I, I believe Brad said it would be included on the invite to this podcast. So Brad, George, and the listeners, thank you for the opportunity to meet today and uh, <clears throat> have a great day, everyone.